everybody. Welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 276 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about four factors, four different things that impact the amount of money that's going to be in your nest egg, because I know we're all interested in what we can look at, what we can uh, you know, do some analysis on, what we can plug numbers into and see uh, what we're going to end up having over the long run, because we're all trying to guesstimate. We're all trying to get uh, to some point in the future where we can uh, either retire happily or move on from a job happily or pay for our kids' college or whatever, right? But we're all trying to reach a goal and we want to know what can get us there, what is going to get us to that goal. So I'm going to talk about the four factors that are going to get you to where you want to get to over the long term financially or that will hold you back from getting to that place. So stick around for all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, just be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that, just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and then ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single person who watches or listens to the show on a day-to-day basis. Now, hopefully, maybe we aren't all doing it now, but hopefully over a long period of time, we are all going to be investing and investing heavily because the sad fact of it all is that pensions are going away. Pensions are all but dead, right? And you have no pension, so your employer isn't taking care of you in that way, right? And then you know that you know Social Security is not going to be able to take care of you in the way that you want it to over a long period of time. And who knows if it's even going to be there for you over a long period of time. But uh, something that we can control uh, are a couple factors when it comes to uh, our investing for retirement or just for our future in general, right? So we can control some things, but there are also some factors that we cannot control. There are also some things that, uh, you know, past our best efforts, they're still going to be out of our control. They're going to be things that we cannot take advantage of or things that we cannot learn enough about uh, in order to take them into our own control. Now, we can manipulate them in a certain way, right? But we cannot take them into our own control, okay? So uh, you need to understand these different factors. You need to understand how they're going to impact your retirement savings, your investing for the future, your nest egg, whatever you want to call it, right? How it's going to impact you and your money over the long term, okay? So let's talk about these factors. And again, there are four of them. We're going to talk about the ones that you can control and then ones that maybe you can control a little bit, but you can't fully control over a long period of time, okay? So let's start uh, with the one that you can control the least, okay? The number one factor that you can control the least over the long period of time uh, when it comes to saving for retirement is rate of return, okay? You can control rate of return the least of any factor uh, of these four, okay? So how can you impact rate of return? Right. Well, you can impact rate of return by picking things that are going to go up in value most over a long period of time. For instance, right, if you wanted to get a good rate of return over a long period of time, what you're going to, to do is you're going to take a certain amount of risk. Right? You're not just going to put money into a savings account that's making half a percent a year for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right? That's not going to get you to where you want to be. 
okay? You need to be making some adequate rate of return. And adequate is different for everyone because it is all dependent on the amount of risk that you are willing to take. If you aren't willing to take a commensurate amount of risk to the amount of return that you want, then things are going to be problematic. You have to take some risk in order to get some return, okay? So uh, we need to keep that in mind. But over a long period of time, we can't control this very much. And the reason that we can't control this is that even if we invest in the right things, that doesn't guarantee that we're going to make the right returns over a long period of time, right? Uh, we can invest in a stock mutual fund, right? We can invest in the S&P 500. We can invest uh, in small cap stocks or we can invest in whatever, right? Whatever that it has uh, a relatively high amount of risk that uh, will allow you to have a relatively high amount of return over a long period of time. You can invest in anything, but there is no guarantee of returns in the future, right? Just because the S&P 500 has made 10% a year over the last, you know, 100 years or whatever, doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to during your working life. Okay, there are people who can attest to that fact that just because it's done it for some people does not mean it will be able to do it for you. Now, that doesn't mean that we should not invest. And that does not mean that we should not invest in the right things, because of course we should. Of course, we should be investing in the right things and trying our best to make the best returns that we can, you know, based on some uh, realistic amount of risk that we are willing to take. Right. We should be doing that. But on the other hand, when it comes down to it, you just can't tell how much you're going to make in the way of returns. Okay, but that's fine. That's okay. But I want you to understand how big of a factor this is. This is a big, big factor when it comes to your saving for your future, your retirement savings, however you want to look at it, right? It is an important factor. So let's start with this base case. Let's start with this base case that you're going to invest over a 30 year period and you're going to invest $400 a month. Okay, you start with nothing, and you're just going to invest $400 a month for the next 30 years. If you were to do that, and you make a 4% rate of return, you end up with $277,619.76, okay, on a 4% rate of return. So you could make that uh, in a relatively low-risk bond fund or uh, whatever, right? You can do that uh, in a crypto savings account. Not that I'm suggesting crypto savings account. I'm just saying you can do that, okay? 4% should not be hard over a long period of time. It should be doable. And you can have $277,619.76. Increase rate of return by 2%, and you would have $401,806.02. Okay, so there we had this bump up of $124,000 just by two more percent of return. Well, what about two more percent of return? Well, two more percent of return at 8%, you'd have $596,143.78, okay? So that increased that number from six to eight by $195,000 approximately, okay? But then let's say you go from eight to 10%. Well, at 10%, that $400 a month for 30 years would be worth $904,195.17. So there, you get a bump up of over $300,000 to that next 2%. And then what about if you go 2 more percent and you made 12% a year over that 30-year period? You would have $1.397 million. Okay, so you almost jumped $500,000 from 10% to 12%. So you see that rate of return has a very distinct impact on the amount of money that you have in your nest egg. 
Okay, but we cannot completely control it. We can't completely control the amount that we are going to make on our money, but we can do our best to invest in the right things and get the right returns over a long period of time. And if we don't get them, well, at least we tried. At least we controlled what we could control. So let's just jump to that real quick and talk about a factor of one of these four. So rate of return was the first, right? The second factor that we can completely control, okay? This is a factor that is 100% up to you, okay? And it will help you to combat that factor that you can't control, that rate of return. And that factor is your contribution rate. The amount of money that you are actually putting away the amount that you are actually saving, the amount that you are actually investing every single month, every single week, every single paycheck, every single whatever, right? The amount that you are systematically investing over time in order to get to where you want to get to, okay? That is very, very controllable. Now, is it going to be dependent on some things? Of course. Is it going to be dependent on your income? Of course. And sometimes that's not completely within our control, okay? But, but we can live below our means as much as we want to live below our means, now, that's not to say that everybody can live below their means by, you know, $2,000 a month. That's just not the case because some people's income is not commensurate to that. But you can live below your means enough uh, if you're making just an average American income in order to save and invest for your future. So we're going to start with a base case here. And this base case is going to be we're making 10% annually and we're investing over a 30-year period. And I'll talk about investing different amounts. And let's say we start with nothing. We start with investing $0, okay? We have nothing to invest. So if you invest $100 a month, over a 30-year period, $100 a month ends up turning into $226,048.79. That's $100 a month over a 30-year period at 10%. Then let's say you increase that to $200 a month over that 30-year period, making 10%, okay? That $200 a month is going to be worth $452,097.58, okay? So quite the jump, just buy an extra $100 a month right? Obviously, the amount that you have there ends up doubling, right? It's twice as much, all right? Then if you go to $400 a month, you'll have $904,195.17, okay? You go to $750 a month, that's $1.695 million, okay? Same rate of return, same amount of time, you still start with nothing. And then if you put away $1,000 a month, over that 30-year period, that is going to be $2.26 million that you would have. And this is something that you can control. And it's okay if we start out small. I've told you this before. It's okay if you start investing and you're starting with $50, $100 a month, whatever you can afford to start with, right? Anything that you can afford to start putting away and just chipping away at that savings goal that you want to be saving, right? But and just chipping away at the amount that you want to end up saving over a long period of time, right? But over the long term, you need to be investing 15% or more of your income for your future, okay? And so if you're making, let's say, $60,000 a year, you need to be putting away $9,000 a year. And $9,000 over the course of a year is going to be $750 a month, right? And I said with $750 a month, you would have $1.695 million, and that's just what you put in. That's not saying that you're getting an employer match and the employer matches, you know, however much you put in or whatever, right? So you could, based on the amount of money that you put away, following my financial action plan on an average salary, have over one and a half million dollars over a 30 year period. But again, that is not the only factor, right? That's not the only factor that ends up impacting how much money you have over a long period of time. Okay. Now it is the most controllable because it is a decision that you make. 
Ultimately, the amount of money that you put into an account is your decision. It is you deciding, hey, I'm going to live below my means X amount. Because any amount of money that we end up investing, we could have been spending or we could have been giving or we could have been doing something else with that money. There's an opportunity cost to that money. You had the opportunity to do something else with that money and chose not to, okay? So the fact that you didn't do whatever else uh, is going to end up uh, paying off over a long period of time because you will have more and more money as a result, okay? So we can control the amount of money that we put in. Again, can't control too much the rate of return. Okay, but let's talk about something else that we can control, but we can only control up to a certain amount. Okay, and that is the amount of money that we begin with. Now, in all of the examples that I've talked about so far, I've been assuming that we start with zero dollars, which most people do. Most people start with nothing and you're investing starting with nothing. You're investing starting with no dollars in your accounts uh, and you're just going to start growing from there. You have no net worth or maybe you even have a negative net worth because you have some debt. Okay, but you are going to just start building from that particular point of zero. And that's perfectly fine. I started from zero. Most people start from zero. Okay, I actually started from negative because I had student loans, but you build it up. Okay, you get to a point uh, where you have a nice, positive, good net worth. Okay, I've done this. You can do this as well. Okay, but some people don't start at zero. Okay, and good for you if you don't start at zero. Absolutely good for you. Okay, but this is going to be something that impacts the amount of money that you have in your nest egg over the long term. It's how much you start with, how much you begin with when it comes to uh, saving money over a long period of time, investing money over a long period of time. And you would be so surprised how much just some inheritance, some amount that somebody gives you early on uh, in your investing life can turn into over a long period of time. It can turn into a very, very substantial sum, especially if your parents uh, had like, you know, an UTMA account for you or they were investing for you or they give you some money that they had had saved for you and you can start with investing that money. That money can really, really turn into a lot. So let's look at some examples uh, as to how much that type of money can turn into. So we're assuming a 10% rate of return. We're saying that you're going to be investing $400 a month on your own. You invest $400 a month on your own. You do it for 30 years. Now, if you start with zero, which I assumed earlier, like I said, you would have $904,195.17. Okay, that is if we start at zero. But let's say instead of starting at zero, you start with $1,000. Okay, you have an initial investment of $1,000 and then you're investing $400 a month on top of that thousand that you initially put in from whatever it may have been. Okay, that's going to be $924,032.57. So that thousand turned into about another 20,000 uh, over the course of that 30 years, which is no slouch. That thousand was multiplied by 20, which is fantastic. Okay, but let's look at a little bigger number. Okay, a little bigger number. Let's say 10,000. Let's say you started with 10,000. Somebody gave you 10,000. You had 10,000 saved and you wanted to begin investing it. Right. Let's say you start with 10,000. Well, 10,000 still investing $400 a month over that 30 year period is going to be $1.102 million. Okay. So $10,000 is worth to you about $200,000. Okay. $10,000 is worth about $200,000 over a 30 year period to you. That's very, very substantial, right? That, that means there's no surprise that individuals who get some head start as far as wealth or get some head start as far as the amount that they can invest can really, really multiply that money over a long period of time. But I'm not done. 
I'm going to give you a few bigger examples, okay? Let's say you had $50,000 to begin with. You began with $50,000, but still invested $400 a month. You have to remember, all these individuals are investing the exact same amount of month for the exact same amount of time with the exact same rate of return, okay? But they're starting with different amounts. So if you had $50,000 to start with, that would end you at the end of the 30-year period with $1.896 million approximately, okay? So that means that that $50,000 was worth almost, almost a million dollars to you, okay? So just investing $50,000 and never touching it again, having it grow at 10% over a 30-year period could get you to almost a million dollars in net worth if you didn't invest anything on top of that, okay? Then what about $100,000, okay? I would love to have started with $100,000, but you start with $100,000, you're gonna have 2.887 million approximately, Uh, that is going to be in your investment account at the end of the 30 years. That means that that $100,000 is worth to you almost $2 million. It's worth almost $2 million if you had $100,000 to invest today. So what does this tell you? All of this is saying that whatever amount you have today, whatever amount you start with has, if you make a 10% rate of return over a 30-year period, has a 20 times multiplier on it. Okay, you could invest longer, uh, which would impact the amount of money that you had. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. You could make higher rates of return or lower rates of return, right? You could invest more or invest less. But regardless, if you made 10% over 30 years, okay, whatever amount of money you start with today is going to approximately multiply by 20 over that period of time. So if you start with 1,000, it'll be worth 20. If you start with 10,000, it'll be worth uh, 200,000. You start with 50, it'll be worth a million. You start with 100, it'll be worth 2 million, right? So you have to understand that what you start with can really, really matter. But again, we can't completely control what we start with. Some of us uh, can start with a lot because either our parents provide us with a lot or we made some really, really good choices before we were out on our own and we had a bunch of money saved for ourselves that we could begin investing when the time came, okay? Uh, but you, it's also out of your control. It's out of your control in that some people come from poverty. Some people come from tough life circumstances and can't get their hands on a lot of money and there's really no way for them to do anything or maybe they had to help their parents pay bills or whatever, right? So I understand that where you start is very, very difficult to control. But but if you have the ability to work and build up that amount of money, then it could be within your control to a certain extent, okay? So this is a factor that will impact the amount of money that you have over time in a very, very real way. Uh, And simply put, because the more money you have today, the more money you'll have tomorrow many, many times over, okay? So we've talked about Uh, the rate of return and how we can't fully control that. We've talked about uh, the amount of money that you put in on a systematic basis. We can control that the most. We talk about here the amount that you start with, right? That's a very, very real thing and something that uh, is difficult to control, but you may have a little bit of control over it. Then something that, again, you have a certain amount of control over, but Uh, you ultimately don't have full control over is the amount of time that you invest, the amount of time over which you are, you know, systematically investing, uh, whether it's a short period of time or a long period of time. Now, naturally, what do we know? Naturally, we know that the longer that you invest, the longer your time horizon is, the longer your money has to grow, which means the longer you have to invest, the more money you're going to have. Okay. But what you don't know is that based on, or you may know, okay, but uh, some people don't know, is that based on the idea of compound interest, money grows over time in an exponential way. 
Okay, we've been talking about money and all these other uh, different examples that we've been using, and the examples have been relatively benign. Okay, they've been uh, pretty good examples, but this example is really going to blow your mind based on the amount of time that you could be investing and the amount of money that can be grown based on just some systematic amount of investing that is continuous over a long period of time. So our set of assumptions that we have here, again, $400 a month invested at 10%, and we're doing it over differing time periods. Here, we're starting with nothing. We're starting with $0 here. So here, if you invested $400 a month over a 10-year period at 10% rate of return, you're only going to have $81,937.99. This is why it's so difficult to build anything uh, nest egg-wise if you start too late, because if you don't have time, you're not going to be able to grow your money like other people would who have time. So over a 10-year period, $81,937.99. Then, over a 20-year period, if you invest over a 20-year period, you invest $400 a month at 10% over a 20-year period, you're going to have $303,747.53. So quite the jump just by investing for an extra 10 years. Okay, Quite, quite, quite the jump. All right, We jumped there by about $220,000, which is you know, no slouch in the amount that we jump. But let's jump from 20 to 30 years worth of investing. Okay? 20 years, again, it was $303,747.53. 30 years is $904,195.17. So it jumped $600,000 just by investing for another 10 years there. Okay, so you see that time is having a really, really big impact on the amount of money that you end up having. But let's step it up a few more times. Let's look at if you invest $400 a month at 10% for 40 years you're going to have $2.529 million, which here is a step up of about $1.6 million as opposed to the 30-year time period. So you go from 30 to 40 years, you could accrue another $1.6 million. But let's say that you started investing early and you can invest for a 50-year time period. This one's going to blow your mind. The exact same amount of money being put away, $400 a month at 10% annually, you would end up with $6.929 million, which here is a $4.4 million jump from the 40-year number. So from 40 to 50 years, you could jump your net worth by $4.4 million. Okay, so time has a huge, huge, huge impact on the amount of money that you have invested. It is extremely, extremely powerful, the amount of time that you're invested. It's extremely huge, right? There's several examples as to how somebody can invest uh, and start early and just invest for a short period of time, and then somebody else start a little later and invest for a much longer period of time. But the person who started earlier ends up with more over the long run because they started earlier and let their money grow for a longer period of time. And it's very, very simple as to why this is. Because as your money grows, right, early on, you know, let's say you've got $1,000 or 10, let's say you've got $10,000. 10% of $10,000 is what? $1,000. Okay. So you make $1,000 if you make 10%. But if you grow your money to a million dollars and you make the same 10%, so the market does the exact same thing for the person who had the $10,000 and the person who has a million, right? Well, the person who has the million made $100,000 on that million, but the person with $10,000 only made $1,000 on that 10,000. 
Okay, so that's why your money can grow at such an increasing rate, such an exponential rate over a long period of time, because uh, as money compounds, you are making more money on more money, uh, which is very, very, very powerful. Now, again, we can't completely control our time horizon. Okay, we can only start as early as we have money. We can only start as early as we know about investing. Right. If I would have known about investing earlier, of course, I would have started earlier. Right. Who wouldn't start early and just put away a little bit here and there and have plenty of money later on? Who wouldn't want a longer time horizon? Of course you would. Right. So you can't control when you find out about investing. You can't control uh, actually having money in order to do this earlier on. Okay. But something that you can control is that once you do know investing, you do know the statistics, you know these things that I've told you, you can control starting as early as possible and getting yourself to a position where you begin putting money away as early as possible. And as long as you're able to do that and invest over a longer period of time, then you'll be able uh, to take the most advantage you can of your time horizon. Now, there is a way that you can control it on the back end as well, because ultimately, uh, the longer you put off retirement, the more your money can grow. OK, but I don't want you to put off retirement just so your money can grow. If you have enough money to do what you want to do and live a comfortable life, a nice life in retirement and do all the things that you wanted to do and be financially free, then you should absolutely retire and do that. OK, but if you don't have enough, then, yeah, by all means, keep investing and keep your money invested over a longer period of time. OK, so what were our four factors here? Our four factors were rate of return. OK, we had the amount that you put in your contribution rate. We had the amount that you started with, the present value of your money, the initial investment that you had. And then we have your time horizon or the amount of time that you invest. All of these four factors are going to end up impacting the amount of money that you have over the long term in your nest egg. Now, I gave you a bunch of examples today. I gave you a bunch of uh, what ifs, right? None of these are set in stone and none of these are going to exactly come to fruition for you, okay? Uh, because rates of return aren't that pretty over a long period of time. They don't stay constant. Uh, it's likely that you're not going to just invest the exact same amount of money over a long period of time. Hopefully, you're going to be increasing the amount of money that you invest over a long period of time. Now, the amount that you start with is the amount that you start with, okay? So you can't change the amount that you start with. And then your time horizon is not going to be exactly 10 years or exactly 20 or 30 or 40 years. Uh, it's far more likely to be somewhere in between any of those time intervals. Okay, so you can kind of do the math for yourself and determine where you would be based on being between any of those intervals. But you need to understand that these factors are it. This is all that impacts your nest egg. There is nothing else. Now, there are underlying factors that impact all of those Right. That's why we talk about investing all the time, because there are underlying factors that impact all of these uh, factors that impact your nest egg. OK, but when it comes down to it, those are the only things that are going to impact your nest egg. And I want you to do this. I want you to take heed to this advice. Control what you can control. OK, if you can't control it, that's OK. Do your best. Control what you can control. Now, what does this mean in the context of what we talked about today? What this means is if you can put money away, Put enough money away to get to where you want to get to over the long period of time, right? Be putting money away. Be putting away very substantial amounts of money systematically over a long period of time. You can control that, okay? You can control if you have money today to invest, to actually invest it. Now, you can't control how much money you begin with, but if you do have money, you can control whether or not you invest it, okay? Which kind of brings me to you can control the amount of time you're invested if you know about investing, know about the power of investing over a long period of time, and still don't do it, right? 
then that is a problem. If you know, then you should be doing it. You should control what you, you can control. And what you can control is actually getting in the market, getting invested and staying there. And then you can also control being invested in good things that have historically good rates of returns, historically reliable rates of returns, like uh, the returns of the stock market or like the returns uh, of real estate and things of the like. Okay. So you can invest well for your future. I know you can. I, I'm, I'm confident that you can. It's not extremely difficult to do. It may seem a little daunting, but you just need the know-how. You just need the education. You need the confidence. And that's what I'm here to provide you with day after day. So control the things that you can. And then those things that you can't control, like your parents not leaving you an inheritance, you can't control that, right? So if you can't control it, then forget about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the fact that somebody else got an inheritance and you didn't. Don't just sit around and whine about that fact. Go out and do something for yourself. Invest more than that person to catch up to them. Invest longer than that person to catch up to them. Invest in the right things to catch up to them, okay? Do the things that you can do. Control the things that you can control. You can't control if the stock market decides it wants to crash multiple times over the next 20 years while you're investing uh, and it really drags down your returns. You can't control uh, if you know the Federal Reserve wants to keep rates high at some point uh, and really puts a drag on stock market returns. You can't control that. But you can control being invested and doing your best and understanding that over a long period of time, the stock market has provided good returns. You also can't control... Uh, the fact that, you know, maybe you get out of college, you don't know anything about investing. You, you aren't there yet. You haven't, you know, really understood this because nobody's ever taught you. Nobody's ever told you that this is something that you should prioritize, right? So you can't control the fact that uh, you're not invested for 40, 50 years, okay? But you can control as soon as you know as much as you can about investing and are comfortable enough to get your feet wet, then you should absolutely be doing so. Okay, so control what you can control. Take those factors into your own hands and then the things that you can't, uh, just forget about them, okay? Because otherwise, if, if we sit around and whine about them, they're not gonna do us any good. It's not gonna do us any good to gripe about the things that we can't control, okay? Forget the things that you can't control, the, control the things you can, and you will be successful over a long period of time when it comes to your investing, okay? So when it comes down to it, these are your four factors. These are the four things uh, that you need to worry about when it comes to investing, that you need to understand when it comes to investing. And if you understand these, everything else is minutia. Okay. Everything else uh, is just detail and you can get to all that later. So hopefully this helps you uh, to understand investing a little better, understand the things that are actually underlying the growth of your money over time. And hopefully you can put money away and be putting money away actively to grow your money over a long period of time and actually, uh, you know, have money when you are older, have money when you reach the point in life where you want to do something with it and actually attain some goals that you have for yourself financially. That's what I want for you. And hopefully that's what you're willing to go out and do for yourself. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together pushing towards some long-term financial goals that we have for you and then ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom which is what I hope for every single individual who is watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day -day basis. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host Dylan Howell. God bless.